Light from Lantern presents Knit a Spell. I'm magical maker Katie Rempe. And I'm the maker of magic, James Devine. Join us as we stitch together the symbiotic relationship between crafting and the craft. Welcome back. How you doing, Jim? I'm great, Katie. How are you? Doing well, thanks. We're having this amazing weather in Seattle right now. It's the best time of year out here. Don't tell anyone. Summer. (laughs) I love it. Yes. Yes. Secret gem of the Pacific Northwest is summertime out here. That's right. Mm -hmm. Well, we had a lot of fun this week. Mm -hmm. We did some cool things. We finally actually got together to see each other in person. (laughs) I know, right? And... We did some magic. Mm-hmm. Specifically, we learned, well, I learned some candle magic, which was right. so interesting. Really cool. I have to say it was really fun. We um, So this is you learning magic, just like the last episode where I'm learning to knit. That's right. Um, we're both helping each other with our learning edges. It was so much fun to share my knowledge with you and to do that with you yesterday just like it's so much fun to learn knitting from you. In fact, mm-hmm. I know yesterday we also did a little bit of knitting review. That's right. Because we couldn't help it. But <laughs> really it was, our focus was learning a little bit of magic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I really had an interest in candle magic because um, there are so many interesting things about candles. I mean – just just the shapes and the colors and like the variety of candles that are out there, the materials that they're made with. Um, it just seemed like a really niche part that has a lot to learn that could really be influence um, not just, you know, my magical learning, but also included into my making. So um, right, that was all right. part of it. I wanted to see how I could incorporate it in my making later. And, and doing this with you in person was a great opportunity. So um, for yeah. anyone who doesn't know, why don't you go ahead and give us a little background on, you know, the magic in general and candle magic specifically and and get us going. Right. So one of the things that I was thinking about also was as you, Katie, are learning more about magic, I mean, you've done your own, you know, solitary type of work and exploration, and you've been exploring the tarot cards and a lot, and perhaps, you know, nature, I really mm-hmm. see you in nature and other sort of magical ideas through your mm-hmm. reading and through your own experience. Um, I thought, oh, it would be great to, to, because you have a little bit of that background, mm. it'd be great to introduce you to a tool or a method as a way of learning what magic is in general. So let's start by just sort of talking about magic. And this is a loose definition of magic. And it's one, it's my working definition. It's, I probably say in different ways, different times. Mm. But basically what magic is, is the ability to use our body, our mind, our emotions, our spirit, in order to influence reality in alignment with our will. And Mm. the word will is capitalized, a capital W, and it refers to this idea of our true will, which is our higher self's purpose for us and the direction that can be seen with a broader viewpoint than Mm. sometimes our regular old eyes eyeballs inside her head. Gotcha. 
And so we do this by engaging with different methodologies, right? Mm. In fact, if you're in the regular overculture, Christianity does this by, you know, Christian rituals such as Sunday church or other, you know, things that different, you know, Catholicism, like I was brought up in, has many mm. different rituals and and services and things that help us align. They're all designed to have us have our psychology our physicality, our mentality, and our spirit align in a certain way to guide us where we want to go. Mm. Now, the difference between Catholicism, for me anyway, and for many other people that uh, adopt witchcraft, is that this is what Catholicism wants you to do. So you're being asked to align yourself with the belief system of a church or a religious practice. Whereas in witchcraft, we align ourselves with our own path forward, mm. with our own ethics on how we treat other people and how we want to live in the world, and not the ethics of another, you know, per, another system or mm. this dude who seems to know everything. Sure. Right. Yep. So it ends up being a collection of priests and priestesses and priestesses. Um, that are that are their own that have their own sovereignty around mm -hmm. how they interact with deity, how they interact with spirit, and how they direct. So that's kind of an overview of witchcraft. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. It's it's all about finding a way to focus your energy. Yeah. And so in this instance, the candle magic is how we're like the tool that we're using specifically to focus the magic. Would that's you say? right. Okay. That's right. One of the first things that I we have students do that learn magic from me mm. is light a candle in front of you and meditate gazing at the candle, yes. which is surprisingly difficult to do mm. because the eyes relax and the mind wanders. And this is the, the practice of focusing your mind on an idea, on an object, on a thing. So that then later, when you close your eyes, you can conjure up the image of that burning candle. And this is the start of this practice of being able to visualize mm. something that you would like to manifest or influence the manifestation of in your life. And so we teach that as a very early practice. So it makes sense that candle magic. And so what we did is more of a candle magic spell with you was mm. a way to learn a bunch of different things kind of put together. But the number one thing that we learned overall is how to focus your physical, the physical reality of the herbs, the oils, the candle, the plate, where we are positioning it, how we're looking at it, our physical body mm. on how we're doing these things and, and touching and applying the different, you know, things to the spell, yeah. um, our psychology. So what does it represent? What is the archetype? What am I thinking about? Mm. The mentality of, of planning, like the timing and, and where we're going to do it and the spirit in the belief of like, this is going to manifest something for me yeah. and, and have a focus, crystallize a focus on what it is that this, ca this candle magic work is going to do. So yeah. To give people an intro into candle magic, it is using a candle as a tool supported by 
application of herbs or herbs on a plate around the candle, oils, specific oils for specific intent, mm. you know, different essential oils, different herbs. Um, there can be different patterns that are drawn or traced in the herbs, or we can inscribe things with a pin on the candle. Mm. We can charge that candle with our intent by the actions we take with it or by meditation. Um, and then we light the candle and we allow the candle to burn when it's in our presence. We never leave a candle unattended. That's right. Um, <laughs> and we watch how the candle is our ability to focus and be in meditation at times with that candle spell as it burns to focus on our intent. Mm. And then the process of disposing of the remainder of the melted wax and the herbs on the plate in a way that then again reinforces and you know, supports our intent. And so mm -hmm. this process of doing, you know, these things is, can't, is very powerful. Yeah. Because magic is a real thing that we can do and wield. Gosh, it, it's an incredible exercise in training your brain to think in a big picture, but small. I don't know if that makes sense exactly, but like it, there's so many ways, little nuances that seems like you could add whatever you really want to this candle magic spell. And that, again, you know, this is like just the tip of the iceberg, what we've discussed. It's, it's so broad. It's again, and again, it, it, for me, it feels like an exercise on concentration, um, focusing on what you really want and realizing that it's harder than you would expect. Um, it's, so easy, especially, you know, and nowadays to get distracted by everything, just to focus on almost nothing, something simple is so difficult. Why? Right. I, it is so simple of an idea, mm. but sometimes difficult to do. And this is why it's a practice. Yeah. We are working on taking ourselves out of the modern mundanity of the world Mm. And the, the pings and the notifications and the instant the, gratifications, and all of mm. the dopamine that we're getting from liking this or getting likes from that and, mm. and moving ourselves into the self-actualized, self-generative sort of actions within magic. One of the, them of which is candle magic. The other reason that I thought candle magic would be a great place to start with you is it touches on so many other tools and mm. concepts within magical practice. For instance, yes. we talk about color and mm. what is the magical correspondence with different colors mm -hmm. of green or gold or amber or black or white or blue. And we mm -hmm. can talk about all of those and incorporate that by the color of the candles that we're using, the color of our plate, the, mm -hmm. the, the color of the herbs, all kinds of things like that. It touches right. on herbalism because mm -hmm. we are researching the different herbs and what their correspondences are and what they're good for. And uh, again, with oils and the essential oils of these herbs. So these, this type of magic and this type of, of thought is touched on. It mm -hmm. touches on shape. What is the shape of our plate and what orientation do we put our candle? Are we using just a regular taper candle, which you can mm. totally do? Yeah. Are we using a figural candle in a particular shape of a heart or a star or in your case, lips, right? Yes. Or, or whatever it is. Mm. There's um, 
you know, the, the, the directions. So there's directions on the plate. And what direction do we face the plate if that's important? There are the four elements, earth, air, fire, and water. Are we incorporating all of those into the magic? So I could go on and on and on. But I think that what's great about candle magic is that you are learning by doing one candle magic spell. And hmm. listeners, don't be worried. You can do a very, the first candle magic spell I did was a regular old, white candle like an mm. emergency candle that you get in a box of 12 or whatever yeah. at the grocery store and i took a ballpoint pen and i wrote a word on it i don't even mm. remember what the word was <laughs> i stuck it to a plate i no i didn't i put it in a candle holder and lit it and i just lit it and sort of let it burn and thought about that word and my intent Mm-hmm. as it went, right? Yeah. And the next time I did it, I was like, oh, I could have put oil on that candle. I could mm. have put that really pretty, like, you know, essential oil that I got at the, at the you know, little metaphysical shop. Mm, on yeah. that. So I did that next time, right? And then I learned, oh, you can dress candles by sprinkling herbs on them. You put oil on them and then sprinkle herbs on them. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I'll put a little bit of rosemary on it. Right. Yeah. And I put too much and it turned into a torch and it was almost <laughs> dangerous. Ooh. So, so I learned, right. <laughs> and so these are, these are things that you can just start by doing is you can light a candle mm-hmm. with an intent and use that candle as a focusing tool for your intention. Right. Mm-hmm doesn't have to be complicated. You can also design a beautiful complex spell with a large figural candle in the center, herbs meticulously laid out in a pattern on the plate, support candles that are around it in different ways. And you can see some people that do amazing, almost art with these, you yeah. know, really and that's fun it. to see. That's it. You know, it's because it's so big, you could do so much. Um, it's really open to your interpretation. So like you said, it could be as easy as you want it to be. And you don't have to get like tripped up by all these extra things that you could do. You just could do them. You don't have to do them. And like you said, with anything that you're learning, starting small, making notes, and learning from the process of doing is a great way to learn anything. So um, That's right. Even knitting, especially knitting and magic, you know, reflecting on what you've learned is a great way to give yourself confidence now um, and then motivation to keep going. So that's right. Well, then I turn that candle into a torch, but you learned a lesson, did you? I did learn. That's right. People would call you failing because you made it into a torch. However, I think that's ridiculous. You learned, and that's a win. And you didn't burn the house down. I did not burn the house down. So I'm I'm still alive. I survived. Yeah. You know, and it does remind me of knitting. When I was watching you assemble your uh, candle magic spell and put it together, you know, you brought the requisite, um, you know, materials and I provided, you know, lots of other things that we needed. And together we built these little plates with candles on them and, it reminded me a lot of me learning to knit. And this is, uh, again, learning to crochet, learning to paint, learning all the other arts that someone would learn. Mm. There's a way of starting where it's really fun. And like with my knitting, I don't even know what's possible. Mm-hmm. Right now, all I'm doing is knitting every row. I don't even know how to purl the rows. So I'm making a fabric that is called, what's it called again? Garter stitch. I'm doing a garter stitch piece of fabric 
for knitters that know what that is. And that's all I'm doing. And it's the third one I've done. I'm working on my third one. And this one as so far doesn't have any holes or, or yarn overs or, or slipped or twisted stitches. Mm-hmm. As I'm, It's even a consistent shape. I saw it in person. It's beautiful. Yes, it's beautiful. It's, 10 stitches wide, and I'm going to make it really long. I want to make it into like a ribbon for my hat. Perfect. That's a great, great first project. I uh, A lot of people try to do like scarves, and I just think it's too long of a first project. So doing something small like that, much like doing a small candle magic or a small whatever you're just dipping your toe in, again, it's encouraging start. instead of overwhelming. Right. Um, and that's really the key. And this is the first... Thing that is a thing I'm actually making. Like the other two were just a swatch, I guess, just mm. a patch of knitting where I'm like, okay, that looks like a mangled mess, right? Yeah. This if is the actually intent a was thing. learning. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is the thing that I'm like, oh, this is going to become a thing and I'm going to use it. Mm-hmm. So and aren't I'm you excited, excited to finish mm-hmm. it now? And like it's motivation to keep working on it because you're excited right. to use it as its new thing that you're making it into. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a reason that I'm making it, right? Yep. So your candle magic has an intent. We've crystallized a vision. Mm -hmm. It has a purpose so that when you light it, you're lighting it with an intention and Mm -hmm. a purpose. Yep. Exactly. It's so fun. And the other thing is there is so much more for for you to learn about magic and about candle magic. And so you've just scratched the surface with someone, you know, and it doesn't require as much skill as knitting. I think knitting is a particular set of skills to understand how to use things. But there's so much more we can do with both of those things. There's so much more I know that's in front of me with mm-hmm. learning how to knit. And there's so much more in front of you with learning magic. And that is yeah. exciting. It is. It really is. Like uh, we were talking, you know, not too long ago about how the the learner's mindset is so wonderful, but that sometimes once you're, you've kind of like moved beyond the learning set yourself and you've, you've kind of settled into a little more comfortable comfortability, um, having someone else to teach again brings back that learning aspect again, that like freshness, um, just because you're seeing it again through their eyes and maybe a new perspective. So um, it's great. It's always learning. So yeah, we, my cousin is in town and staying with us and she is a very talented and gifted magical human. Mm -hmm. And it was really wonderful to see her pop into her teacher mode and like both of us sort of like, you know, take you under our wing and, and share with you things. Afterwards, we were reflecting on how marvelous it was Hmm. to be teaching someone this and how much we learned from doing this with you. Right. Oh, so wonderful. So that is just such a, it's the beauty of having a learning mindset. I, Mm. you know, learning is hugely important to me. Mm -hmm. Yep. Giving up the, uh, Perception of knowing everything is like the key to everything. (laughs) Yes. Hey, why don't we take a short break and uh, we'll be right back. So why are we using candles from Madame Pamita? Because she literally wrote the book on candle magic. And her book is called The Book of Candle Magic by Madame Pamita. This little beautiful hardcover book published by Llewellyn has everything you need to do magic with candles, just like what we're describing in this episode. You can purchase this book from Madame Pamita's online emporium, Madame Pamita's Parlor of Wonders. So Madame Pamita teaches all about witchcraft, hoodoo, tarot, 
and the law of attraction on her website, parlorofwonders.com. That's spelled with a U, like the old fashioned way, P A R L O U R. And yes, it's so cute, right? Madame Pemita's Parlor of Wonders. Everything from spells and witchcraft to magical supplies and the best instruction on how to create the life you want can be found at Madame Pamita's Parlor of Wonders. Receive free domestic shipping on all orders over $100 at Parlor of Wonders. Using code SUMMERMAGIC at checkout, you'll be able to receive free shipping through June 17th, 2021. Questions? Visit parlorofwonders.com. Pardon the interruption, but here's a special message from, well, us. Hey, Magical Makers. Are you looking for a fun summertime project? Try my No Sweat Mason Cozies, now available in two different sizes. You can save 50% on this pattern through July 31st by using the code KNITASPELL, that's all one word, on Ravelry at checkout. These beverage covers not only keep your hands dry, they're also a fun way to identify whose drink belongs to who. Cheers! Hey, Jim, let's talk about a palm reading for a sec. Oh, yeah, my favorite topic. So I don't think a lot of people necessarily think of getting a palm reading. Uh, But my palm reading with you was awesome. And it actually helped with a lot of preconceived notions that I had of the craft before now. Oh, you had preconceived notions about palmistry? What were they? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I'm pretty literal. So I thought having a short lifeline might mean you have a short life. Right. And that a star on your palm is bad. (laughs) Oh, that's interesting. Both of those are common, you know, a short lifeline does not mean a short life. It actually means a life of uh, connection with the divine and learning and creating type of life. And a star in your palm is a sign of spiritual gift. Those are two things that are dispelled right away. I know there's a lot of things on the palm that people think are good or bad, right? There's nothing inherently negative in your palm. You can use all the tools, all the markings. They are associated with your strengths, your personality, and things you can use in your life. Absolutely. I really love that modern take on palmistry, and it actually really resonated in my reading. I think everyone would enjoy a reading from you. And dear listener, if you too would like a fantastic experience that offers insight, direction, and clarity, I highly suggest booking a session with my dear friend, James Divine, and you can find more information at thedivinedhand.com. Thanks for listening. Let's jump back into our episode. And we're back. So... In part two, Electric Boogaloo, let's talk about (laughs) some of my um, reflections on the whole candle process. Yeah. You know, Katie, we haven't talked about it yet. So my question is, Mm -hmm. what did you learn? What, how was that for you? It was so eye-opening, especially having your cousin there uh, just as another person to bounce ideas off of and hear um, information from, it was wonderful. I can't recommend doing it with someone in person highly enough. Um, like the energy exchange was really um, important, I think. And one thing that I found surprising for me was how difficult it was to craft an intent that was really honed. We talked about the idea of crystal visions, which of course always makes me think of Stevie Nicks. Um, (laughs) I think it was crystallize the vision. mm, Crystallize, yeah. yeah. But it does then sound like crystal visions, right? (laughs) And it 
it was, you know, I thought, oh, yeah, I've got this. And then the more we kind of talked about it, because we were, um, like, critiquing a little bit each other's uh, intents, which, again, was wonderful. Um, it's, it, again, it's hard to focus when all the things are distracting. Like, what is it that you truly, truly want? The root of the spell. Um, mm. That, I think, is something that, would be great as a course, like inscribing um, intentions or something like that. Yeah, there is a course called Accessing the Root of Desire. And there you go. when we think about that, when you think about what is our true will, what is our true desire, mm. it takes, this is why witchcraft is a practice, mm. because it takes practice to work ourselves out of the mundane and out of the everyday pulls on our energy to then understand like, what is it that I really, really want? So <clears throat> you are so gracious to be open to coaching on your intention mm. and helping and allowing us to help you hone your intention a little more clearly to a little more of a crystallized, this is really what this spell is for, mm -hmm. right? And our concept, I mean, the concept that I think that works really well, you can do this in many ways, but the one that my cousin suggested and that I suggested is what is it to sort of do like, what is it that you want to be gone and what is it that you want to be present mm. and then focusing in between there is a transformation that can be stated in a current state in a present in present tense right mm. so i am strong and powerful and heard in the world right mm. that could be i want to let go of being meek or of self-deprecating or of self-loathing and i want to embrace like self-love and expression and mm. being out and being visible so someone could sort of take those two things and crystallize a vision in between stating something in a positive manner mm. that is as if it's already happened and that you are that person. And yeah. that is, that key is, I think that's really key to understanding, like, how do I crystallize a vision, which is at the root of desire? Yeah, stepping into it now and believing that it's, that re that's the believing that it's real, right? That's yeah. right. Hmm. And it isn't even a belief. So I will just tell everyone and you, magic is real, whether you believe it or not. Mm -hmm. Like this stuff is real. And accessing it and learning how to ride it and learning how to walk that tightrope is all we're doing. Mm -hmm. How to go with the seesaw. <laughs> mm -hmm. How yeah. to balance. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Gosh. Yeah. Um, and so some of my other reflections, um, I mean, other than the intent, which obviously was a little bit of a struggle, but ultimately um, something I learned probably the most about, um, I really enjoyed the aspects of honestly, sort of like the mundane, ingredients that had such a big impact like at one point we were like let's go to the kitchen for some kitchen spices and you know they have just as big of a meaning as anything else yeah. um i thought they, that we was really cool you can grab cinnamon nutmeg you know um yeah. basil coriander whatever. basil yeah. from your kitchen and mm. sprinkle that on your candle or on your candle platter or however those culinary herbs work just as well in magic and they're often fresh and still fragrant, yeah. right? So they really bring that. If you use a powdered herb like clove or cinnamon or cardamom or a powdered herb like even garlic or onion, and you, you can put it on your plate and then inscribe like with an eraser, pencil mm. eraser, you can inscribe little patterns or things in it. So that's a really oh. fun thing to do. 
It's like very zen, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, do your own Again, little like a little crossover. Your own little like zen pebble garden that you're raking, right? You could yeah. do something Ooh, in that and then put the candle on top. Oh. Yeah. Ooh, that's a fun idea. See, again, it's just limited to your imagination. Um, right. You'll be probably amazed at what you already have in your house that you could do something like this probably right after listening to this episode. So Right. And um, so we did go down to our magic room. So here at the at our house, we have a room dedicated, you know, for magic and a wall of herbs and oils. Right. It's amazing. <laughs> It's the coolest room. <laughs> right. It's really cool. And it smells good because it's mm-hmm. full of herbs and oils. And yep. I think people sometimes are like, what's that scent? And I'm mm-hmm. like, in order to recreate that scent, you need all of these herbs and all of these oils yes. and spill a few in a certain places and then it'll create. Yeah. It's the know. layered experience. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we you taught me about how to pick certain things that may um, strengthen the intent of the candle. Um, and again, you know, considering the color of maybe an herb and the scent of it as well, I picked out a lot of things basically like I was picking out something that I would be cooking. So, you know, I picked ginger and orange and cinnamon Um because I knew, like, if I were to blend that all in a tea, that would taste delicious, or it would at least all smell really good. Um, maybe don't drink the essential oil, but, you know. Um, right. But, yeah, so it – and even, like, laying it out, you know, again, very similar to the culinary arts, um, part of, you know, making, like, a salad look really delicious is – or taste delicious is making it look really good. You know, putting in different colors, putting, you know, maybe pieces in a pattern or whatever – um, it's it was so similar, and I just really enjoyed that as a person who apparently cooks a lot. <laughs> it's what um, right. I was able to uh, relate it to quite a yeah. bit. Yeah. Mm. You eat with your eyes first, and yeah, you definitely – the aesthetics mm. – I, I believe the aesthetics matter in magic. And the reason is we are activating all four elements. Mm. So we're activating all four of our sort of like beings, right? Mm. We want to activate our physical body. We want to activate our mental body. So physical body is the element of earth. Mm. We want to activate our mental body, our intellect. That's the element of air. We want to activate our emotional, our psychology, our emotions. We want to Mm. stimulate that. That's water. We want to activate our spirit and our spiritual connection. That's fire Mm. and bringing that transformation in there. So when we are working and understanding these four elemental sort of ways of being Mm. and Part of that is my eyes move to something beautiful. Yeah. So as you lay out your, as you laid out your golden flowers Mm. and your sprinkles of cinnamon and you centered that candle and you arrange things in a certain way in certain patterns, it's attractive to the eye. Mm -hmm. And when, when my husband popped in, right. And saw what we were doing, his exclamation was, Oh, that's beautiful. He couldn't help but look at the candle and the way it's arranged and exclaim that compliment. Mm. And that's what we're going for because that activates your emotional self. It it helps Mm. to add to the magic. So I'm really a big proponent of, you know, yes, your candle magic can still work if you're burning it on a paper plate wrapped in foil, you know, and it's a 
cheap little like, you know, paraffin candle that can totally work. Of course, Mm. you're not limited to this. You don't even need to do candle magic to do magic. This is just one of the ways to access it. Right. Mm. But when you can add a little flair, add a little bit of that, of that aesthetic aspect, it can really help align. And that's why we're using it as a tool. Yeah. Oh, it's so cool. And now here I am thinking like, okay, how could I sort of wrap this up into like knitting or crafting? You know, I'm like half tempted to reach out to Madame Pamita and be like, hey, have you ever thought about making like a heart-shaped yarn ball candle or anything? Um, Because now I'm thinking like, ooh, this, uh, what kind of intent would I put into like a project? Maybe I would make a whole design around having a candle ritual suggestion in with it. Um, It's extremely inspiring. And again, just another outlet for you to hone the intent of whatever it is. And I kind of love the idea of pairing it with another craft, literally craft, um, to help you do that, you know, staring at it while you're knitting. I think of a seven-day project. Mm. Like you, if you can create a seven-day project and use a seven-day candle or a knob candle, there are candles that look like they're round, sort of a stack of round balls that are sort of stacked on each other. And each Mm. of those orbs is burns for a day is the idea. Mm. And you can burn the candle and it doesn't even need to be one of those. It could be a regular candle, but you burn the candle while you're knitting or while you're crocheting or crafting or whatever. And then you extinguish it with a snuffer, mm. preferably, after, you know, in between. And mm. that's the candle that you're burning while you're doing this work. This is you're doing an activity, a meditative and focusing activity while burning your candle. Mm. And then you have a, something that remains, which is this beautiful piece or this whatever piece that you created. Mm. And you've brought some candle magic vibe and energy into it. I mean, what an alignment of Mm -hmm. focus because again think about how you're bringing all of those four elements in the physical body while you're crocheting or knitting or painting right Mm. the emotions because you're really like in that place of oh this candle magic is beautiful and i love this yarn that i'm Mm -hmm. using and you know the mental the mental of following a pattern or of thinking about the project and then the transformational you're turning loose yarn Mm meaningless beeswax and herbs that were just in your cupboard and bringing them together in a way that is making something new. Yeah. Isn't that what we're doing all the time in magic? Absolutely. And in making, really. Making magic. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. It's, again, the reason we made this podcast. <laughs> so many crossovers. <laughs> Endless. Oh, my gosh. That's, I think, what's really cool is there are so many crossovers People call this the art of magic or the Mm. art and science of magic, right? Mm. And when we think about, um, like my my husband says, his art is ritual. Mm. So his art is to craft and to create a ritual Mm. that 30 or more people might might participate in, right? And so this is another tool of magic is ritual, Mm. which... You don't need to do to do magic, but you can. And this is a way of cultivating and curating a a visceral experience for people Mm. as they enter and create and are there. Maybe they're anointed and purified and cleansed. They're 
cre- they co-create a magical space, a magical circle. Mm. They call in the elements. They they do a working of some kind or or raise energy of some kind. Mm. They you know uh, um, firm that energy. They have that purpose. And again, you would crystallize a vision for mm. a ritual. You can you know lock that in, and then you dismiss or you release the magical circle and allow that energy to go into the world and make manifest. Hmm. This is like you know the magic of ritual, right? Yeah. And there are many other magical tools. There are many um, magical methods and and ways of accessing and of focusing hmm. our intent and. Yeah, that's really, you know, what we're doing. And I think it's a really marvelous thing to incorporate. Um, even just knitting can be magic all by itself. Absolutely. Right? Or even just crocheting or painting or whatever the, the craft mm-hmm. is that you're doing. Um, and you can add other things to it. Yeah. I mean, why not, right? Give it a shot. See what it yeah. does for you. And again, keep notes. <laughs> Because that's really right. the best way to reflect on how things go. Because in life, we're all distracted. And you might do a candle spell one day. And if you're just like going about your business afterwards, you may never take the time to reflect on if it actually ever happened or if you felt anything or if you could have done better. So again, making that time to look back too is just as important as learning stuff. So yes, a magical journal is mm. huge, right? Yep. It's so important. That's we just so had a, have a grimoire, right? <laughs> that's right. We just had a really intense Mercury in retrograde mm. not long ago in Gemini, right? Mm. And probably one of the more intense Mercury retrogrades in a while. Yeah. And, you know, this Mercury retrograde is a great time to, like we said in that episode, do all things that start with RE, right? Mm. Reflect. And a journal is a great way, you know, to do that, to look back on. Yep. Even if it's just notes on your phone, anything can be your journal. Yeah. So, ah, well, this has been such a great episode. I know we're going to have to do more because we, we like only scratched the surface. We didn't even go into like how you can divine how the candles have melted to get additional information. I mean, it's literally like just uh, so, so much to learn. And uh, I'm sure if you picked up Madame Pamita's book, that would probably be helpful too, if anybody's a book learner out there. Yeah. Madame Pamita's, uh, the book of candle magic. Yeah. It's Mm -hmm. fabulous to do. I, and that's another thing that I didn't mention is yeah. Divination. So this is also a part of what candle magic touches on is our ability to use divination, to gaze into the wax that has melted and and ponder the images we may or may not see, which is similar to like tea leaf reading or Mm -hmm. other things like that. So there's a lot we can also talk about. And so I'm excited for, as I learn knitting Mm -hmm. and that Jim learns to knit series and the Katie learns magic series can continue as we explore with each other, different things we're going to try. So stay tuned everybody as we continue on that pathway. Absolutely. Our next episode. Oh, I'm excited about this. I know I interrupted you. I interrupted this announcement. Please share with us. Who is our next guest? Okay. We have a guest. We have a guest next time from Stardust Fiber Studio. Rebecca and Emerald started this during the pandemic in 2020. They're died and inspired by things like Greek gods, crystals, botanicals, mm. the the Sabbath of Samhain or Halloween or of Yuletide or Christmas. You can order Persephone's Rain, 
which is a beautiful yarn with amazing variegated colors of gray and black. Or how about the Tides of Poseidon, which is a blue and aqua colored yarn. I, I've talked about this too much already. I'm so excited about having them on the show and talking about what their inspiration was and how they're making these yarns. Oh, go ahead and check them out at stardustfiberstudios.com. Uh, just a reminder that you can find James Divine on Instagram at divinehandjim. And you can find Katie Rempe on Instagram at Light From Lantern. That's right. Subscribe and and share and comment and message us and basically just harass us. We love it. Yeah, just say hey or hi or magical hello or whatever you like. Just sit in. And uh, yeah, we look forward to hearing from you. Yay. All right. All right. I'm excited for next time. Me too. Until then, we'll see you later. So long, everybody. <laughs> this episode is a wrap. If you enjoyed what you heard, go ahead and follow us on your favorite podcast streaming app. And don't forget, you can see full video episodes of Knit a Spell on Light from Lantern's YouTube channel.